Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's Travis Beard. Let's talk some trades. I'm John Hogan. This is Super Flexible. We're talking trades while James the Brain is in the basement for one more episode. We're just gonna we're we're gonna mostly talk about some rookie pick trades here because I feel like I don't know if you agree here, Travis, but I feel like coming out of the combine, we kind of need to recalibrate our values a little bit. Um, sometimes these rookie picks end up just taking off into the stratosphere, and uh, so we're gonna talk about several different players, but um, this is going to end up focusing quite a bit on just some rookie picks. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I think most of these have some rookie picks involved, and it'll be interesting to see what we think of them post-combine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's jump into this. This all Most of these, if not all of these, were sent to our, uh, our Superflex Trades account. That's at Superflex Trades on Twitter. And you can send us whatever trades you've got. Um, you know, particularly the alt scoring settings, that's what we end up seeing the most, um, especially Superflex and 2QB. But uh, we we can definitely talk about point per carry, tight end premium, you know, point per first down, whatever you've got. Uh, different premiums are, are fine, but we'll also take just regular standard scoring, you know, PPR, whatever you got, send it to us. At Superflex Trades on Twitter. This first one came to our Superflex Trades account from Jeremiah Bly. 10-team Superflex PPR. Devontae Adams or pick 1.02. So these, most of these, this is going to be the first time I'm looking at them. Uh, Since you you were the one that loaded up this show sheet this evening. Yeah. Um, 10-team Superflex PPR. Man. (laughs) <laughs> that's why we're doing uh, you know this. what <laughs> i'm i'm gonna take the 102 man nope nope you're not yep, yep that's, I am. that's why we're doing this yeah all i right. am all right so the premium is on the wide receiver this sure. is yeah yeah so one point one point oh two is basically just kind of considered Darius Geis at this point. Post com- combine, it could be Geis slash Chubb. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It's either way. It's a running back in a league where the premium is on wide receivers. You're getting the number one wide receiver in in an offense with the number one quarterback. I do believe we still agree on that. That Aaron Rodgers is number one. As far as quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's getting a premium, essentially, with PPR. So, I mean, I've got Devontae Adams pretty firmly in my uh, my top 10 wide receivers. And without looking at it, I think he might even be top five, potentially. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's easily Devontae Adams. The Twitter poll ended up being 52% for Adams to 48%, 1.02. And to me, it should be significantly higher than that. I To me, Adams runs away with this thing. So my only argument really is you take a running back here. And mm-hmm. so I think we can agree that rookie running backs have the highest odds of 
just an insane value boost once they hit the NFL immediately. Right. Of all rookies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you take this one Oh two and, and let's say whoever you take there, whether it's guys or Chubb, probably still guys at this point, but let's just go back a year. Right. Alvin, or I'm sorry, Kareem hunt. I know, I know it was an insane stat uh, output that he had weeks one through three, but him and Kamara, right. Are probably the biggest examples to use here. Their value year one skyrocketed to the point where you can now get Devonte Adams plus something else for Kamara or Kareem Hunt, right? What is that true, dude? Totally. Who did that? Are you kidding me? Who? That's that is also ridiculous. You could do you. You don't think you could sell Kamara for Devonte Adams plus something else? I think you absolutely, uh, maybe. absolutely I, could. I would. I would like to think that we're that we're still reasonable enough as a society to, to recognize that a young number one wide receiver is still far more valuable than a young running back. Sure. I'm not even, I I legitimately think you could get, if you were, if you were shipping off Kamara right now, I think you could get Devonte Adams plus a late first. That would be insane. That would be insane. I would, I would take the Adams side of that by a mile. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying that's, that's the value that I see. I mean, and I'm not I'm not this all encompassing, all powerful value, you know, machine. But that's <laughs> I mean, just from what I'm seeing, yeah, I think that's not out of the question. And there's still people have their concerns about Devonte Adams as far as we we think he's going to be the number one. I'm I mean, for the record, I'm all bought in on Adams. I love Devonte Adams. I think that he is going to take that rollover. And he's going to be productive for years and years. Um, I just think the the potential value spike with these, especially like the top couple rookie running backs is going to, is so insane that you can, even if you don't like, even in your boat, John, if you don't, I mean, you value these running backs less, Mm -hmm. even then you, you can see that the value just, just a strictly value uh, on a value proposition. These guys are have the potential to boom way beyond where they're at now. And you could, f- so in your case, you would flip that, right? Like I might hold maybe, uh, depending on. I mean, I just sold Kamara, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know, even mm-hmm. if you're in your boat, the value still the the value, in my opinion, still lies with the 102 because. It has that insane boom potential to where you could then flip it for Devontae Adams plus something else, for example. Okay. I so you're kind of coming at it from a consensus value standpoint. So let me ask you this. You're you're actually in your rookie draft. 1.01 was Saquon Barkley. 1.02 is on the clock, and they offer it to you for Devontae Adams. What are you doing? I'm I'm taking it. You're taking the pick. Yep. Like we're not talking about flipping it anymore. You're actually well, going to potentially take it and make the pick 
and you're and you're confident that you're going to find a guy who's going to outperform Devontae Adams year in and year out for the foreseeable future. Well, that's a different question. In a PPR league. The question was that's the question was would I would I take the trade? And yeah, so the, yeah, so well, my you, argument was you take the player at 102 and the, that player has the potential to 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 balloon up past the Devonte Adams value. I think they're even if even if you don't trade them, I think the chances of them producing kind of close to the same for the next two three years is is pretty good. I mean, and that kind of goes back to the people. You know, I mean, Devonte Adams has never had a thousand yard season. Like he's not. I love him, and I think he's going to be awesome. But he's never had an elite wide receiver season. And uh, I mean, we're. I don't know about that. He's he's been top ten. He was he was top ten in two thousand sixteen. I don't remember exactly. I'm gonna look this up real quick, but because him and Jordy were both in the top ten that year, I believe. I, I want to make sure I'm not speaking out of turn here, but he was wide receiver seven. Yeah, I guess it depend. It might depend on the scoring, but yeah, in two thousand. In 2017 or 2016, he was a wide receiver one. In 2017, he was he was wide receiver 13. Again, depending on the scoring, but um, based on uh, the scoring that I'm looking at, and I don't totally know what the what scoring that is, but he was wide receiver 13, and that's with Brett Hundley most of the season. Right, you know, but you could so, have the same argument though. Gets, like 2016, he had 12 touchdowns. 2017, he had 10 touchdowns. And I'm tr- I'm not trying to argue against Devonte Adams. I love Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. and I think I mean he's yeah. obviously going to be tied to Aaron Rodgers for a significant period of time. So I'm not trying to come off as the anti Devonte Adams guy because I love him. But uh-huh. we were spending way too much time on this one trade. <laughs> so we went into this saying, saying that oh we're we're just going to talk for five minutes about each one of these trades. We're going to get through so many trades. The first one we get hung up like none other. All right. So, but I I mean this to me this is kind of th- this is important to me. This is what dynasty fantasy football is all about because and, and I'm, I want to go back to your original statement when we said 1.02 I said you know it's right now it's it's Darius Geis is kind of the consensus and you said that it could just as easily be Nick Chubb a few day about a week ago a little over a week ago Nick Chubb was what, like the fifth best for some people yeah yeah, yeah. and I he performed well at the combine and that bumps him all the way up into the discussion at one. For the record, he was and, my one hundred and three this whole time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Which you know, that's that's fine too. I mean, if we're talking about consensus value, he went from somewhere around you know one hundred and six to one hundred and three. And there, you know, Sony Michelle is still in that range. Ronald Jones is still in that range. You know, there, uh, there are several of those guys who are in that range. And to me, that illustrates a point that there are a ton of running backs that you can get 
you're not going to find a wide receiver like Devontae Adams. That's that's so true. I mean, and but that's not my argument. I'm not saying draft a wide receiver there. No, no, I'm but I'm saying that there's there's more scarcity at the wide receiver position, especially at the top, than there ever will be at the running back position, especially when it's kind of a an unknown, you know, it's a it's a wild card at that point. 1.02 is not a player with a stat line or, you know, a projected amount of fantasy points even. You know, right, but it will be. It's some it's some theoretical player who is going to play a position in the NFL for a team, but we have no idea who it is. We don't ha- have any idea what we can expect from them. But you know what you can expect from Devonte Adams. That so I mean I guess that's fair, but let's not like pretend we don't know anything about this draft class either. We know that this draft class has some insane running back talent and it does go deep. I, 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 I agree with you there, but the, mm-hmm. no matter who the player is, but you is, have to get that pick, right, right? No matter who it is, whoever you end up taking at one Oh two has a significant chance of doubling in value in year one. And that's my, that's my whole argument. And it's, I think it, maybe it comes down to, you know, you would rather have the safe known quantity in Devonte Adams and with ridiculous upside, sure, by the sure. Way. But I would rather have. I mean, it's close. I'm not saying it's a landslide by any means, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push my chips in on the fact, not the fact, the odds that the 102, whoever I end up taking at the 102, has a good chance of doubling in value and netting me even if i want to flip that guy for a receiver in weeks in week three or week six or whatever i could get Devonte adams and plus something else like i legitimately think that that's a, an a, a likely possibility so i mean that's kind of where i'm going with like I'll, I'll take the immediate risk that it doesn't pan out for the upside that i can get even more and you know a little bit later on Oh, you you can't. And can. he, so here's how I. You don't no, think? No. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's it's not. It's not that. It's not nearly as likely to pan out as as you're making it sound. And so here's how I I I wish that people would look at this. So last year, two thousand going into the 2017 season, Marshawn Lynch randomly lands in the rookie draft, right? Because he Come came on. out of retirement, he wasn't on dynasty rosters. So he's now he's in the rookie draft as a veteran. We know what we're getting with him for the most part. But so now you've got to you've got to evaluate him as if he's a rookie, although he actually is somewhat of a known quantity. Do the same thing with Devontae Adams. Throw him just randomly into the rookie draft. Somehow he ends up in this rookie draft with it's just a bunch of rookies in Devontae Adams. You're not taking him at 1.02. I'm taking him at 1.01. I'm taking him over Barkley. No way. No oh, way. Yeah. oh, yeah. Hey, I'll, take him at, I'll take him at 104. <laughs> You're nuts. You're nuts. 
you're nuts. All right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not ever going to come anywhere close to green. On that <laughs> one, so, so we need to move on. Um, and, uh, so uh, I got it. I got to regain my composure here. I know I got you all heated on trade number one, man. You just, (laughs) so hear me out, hear me out real quick. Okay. Devontae Adams right now has an, a startup dynasty ADP of 16 overall. Yeah. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara is at 10 overall. Yeah. Which is wrong. Okay. That's fine. You might think that, but the value stands. So somebody would, some, so to get, let's just say you're in a startup. Uh-huh. And you have the two o one two three four. Let's say you have the two o four, and you want to get to the one ten. What would it cost you to to get from the two o four to the one ten in a dynasty startup? Possibly the twenty eighteen, you know, a late a late twenty eighteen first. From two o four to one ten mm-hmm. in a in a twelve team, twelve team dynasty startup. Uh, yeah, that sounds probably about right. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but for, so I, from for for to move from Devonte Adams to Alvin Kamara, it would take a late first on top of Adams. Right, but I mean, I know, I know ADP isn't the same as trade, but like that's just for just no, you're you're to you're, create that value proposition, right? Like that's where right. these guys are at right now. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. What I'm contending is that those values are wrong. They're they're already off, especially in a PPR league. Again, that's a wide receiver premium. That's all that is. So that's but, fine. I'm just trying to I'm trying to shoot the squirrel, and you're trying to take a bite out of an elephant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about right. I mean, the other the other thing is I'm I'm also trying to take away the the resale value of these guys. And I'm saying the guy who, you know, assuming I'm not going to make a trade anytime soon, I'm going to just keep this guy on my roster and plug him in as a rubber stamp starter in my lineup. Give me Devonte Adams. But, That's but, fine, I, but I don't, I don't like to limit myself, John. I, I like to consider all possibilities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's well, go to the next one, dude. <laughs> that's fair because all uh, apparently all you can get for Devonte Adams is a some nameless, faceless rookie running back. So, all right, next one. Wow, wow. <laughs> We're both trying to to play the uh, the last word game here. So, so I'll concede. Uh, okay, I was about to do that. So, <laughs> I beat you to even, it. Even better. Even better. <laughs> All right, next one. 12 team super flex, PPR, tight end premium. Most of that doesn't matter other than the super flex. Teddy Bridgewater or a 2019 second round pick. Give me Teddy, baby. Yes, sir. Easy enough. What's weird about this one is uh, the Twitter poll has Bridgewater just barely over that 2019 second. That's crazy to me. It's fifty one percent to forty nine percent. That's crazy to me too. I I would think that Bridgewater will be holding more value than that, even at this point. Like yeah. we all we all think he's gonna get a shot at some point, he, right? He will somewhere he eventually. Will. He he has to. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I mean, you're getting a you're you're paying a nineteen second. You're paying a second round pick for a year from now for 
a quarterback that is going to start at some point in time. Yeah, dude, I'll take that all day. Yeah, exactly. Real quick, again, just to kind of calibrate to me. And I mean, I think that this is somewhat conventional wisdom, even though, you know, it, it seems to to be just kind of floating somewhere in the stratosphere for the most part. But just just my approach to this 2019 picks are worth around later in the 2018 rookie draft. So 2019 second, to me, that's a 2018 third. So to think that Teddy Bridgewater would fall into the third round of a rookie draft if he was this year's Marshawn Lynch in a super flex league is crazy. There's not a chance. He's borderline first round in a super flex. Yeah, I agree. And I, I agree generally with that value as far as future picks. I, it's not as it's not as cut and dry as that, you know, in in different situations, but as a yeah. basic rule of thumb, as as a starting point for value, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, essentially that's what it would take to if you wanted to trade into the third round of your rookie draft, you'd probably have to give up a future second. So, but anyways, that's, that's right. just kind of a, a, kind of a point of reference, I guess, um, that hopefully catches on at some point. All right. Next one. That was easy. That was, that was nice and easy. I, I hope that, uh, that more of these can go that way. All right. Next one. Super flex PPR. This is an orphan team. Um, this was, uh, actually, let me go back just real quick. Um, to the Teddy one, because uh, this also came to not only our Superflex Trades account, but also the the actual podcast account at Superflex Pod. And you can definitely, definitely tag the podcast, tag any one of the hosts. You know, Travis is at Travis NFL. I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. And James is at DFF underscore the brain. Send it to any and send your trades to any and all of those accounts and we'll make sure that it gets some retweets and help you get more advice, help you get more uh, interaction. So that one came from five cent dynasty and went to both the podcast and the trades account. This one went to the trades account from at world giga. And this is a, it's an orphan team um, in a super flex PPR league. Top positions, Drew Brees, Eli Manning are the top quarterbacks, Leonard Fournette and Alvin Kamara. That's a nice couple uh, running backs there. And Mike Evans is the main wide receiver. Have pick 1.01, 2.01, 2.2, 2.8. Would you trade Kamara for quarterbacks in the draft receiving 1.04 and 1.08 rookie picks? Um, is what you would get in return for Kamara, fearing that no quarterbacks will fall into the second round. And so <clears throat> again, just to just to bottom line this, just to just to clean this up a little bit. This is a super flex league. Would you trade Kamara to get 1.04 and 1.08 with the plan of of getting younger at quarterback, going from Drew Brees and Eli Manning to whatever quarterbacks you can get um, there at 1.04 and 1.08 in the, the rookie draft. 
Yeah, I, I can't say I love the strategy here. I, I'm not a huge fan of chasing quarterback position through the rookie draft. Yeah. Um. So I don't love I don't love that aspect of it. Although I will be drafting a lot of Baker Mayfield this year in in Superflex leagues, but and you can definitely get him at 104. I think so. There's a solid strategy there, but. I would say in so let's back up a little bit. In general, Kamara right now I think is definitely worth two firsts. I haven't voted on this yet, but if I I'm thinking when I vote on it, it's going to be pretty darn close to fifty fifty. Um, mm-hmm. Because one four and one eight, just from a pure value perspective, I think is really really close to Kamara. Um, but so I mean I don't I don't hate it. If you're trying to get quarterbacks, you get a QB at one at one hundred four at one hundred eight. You get a, you know, a day two running back that you like. I mean, it. I don't know. It's it's close, man. If that's what you're trying to do, it's tough. He, he does have one point oh one, right? So, so that's got Saquon Barkley. So he replaces Kamara with Barkley, right? And then he adds QB and something else. Yeah, I don't. So I don't he can probably it. he can probably add a little bit of depth at running back with 1.04, 1.08, especially in a super flex where those quarterbacks are likely going to go. Yeah, you know what I would do if you do this trade, you take running backs at one <laughs> four. Or I'm sorry, you take running back at one hundred one, one hundred four, one hundred eight. All three running backs. Then you ship Fournette Whoa. off. You ship Fournette off for a quarterback. That's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At first I was like, man, you're just kind of loading up on running backs here, but I actually, yeah, I like that. I completely agree with that. If, because here's the thing, I mean, Leonard Fournette doesn't belong on this team anymore. If you're reloading it at quarterback, you know, I would like you to expand on that a little bit because he's like 23. And with, the ankles of a 50 year old. (laughs) Sure. And that's why, I mean, that's why we're on the same page. I think we're both kind of on the, uh, I don't really know. Might want to get out while you can kind of range on Fournette. So I I agree with you there, but he, I mean, he's 23, (laughs) you know, he was a rookie last year. Let's not pretend he's only valuable on a contender, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so it's based on that. It's based on the fact that I mean this year is a little bit of a lost year for this for this particular team. To be totally honest, I mean I might consider moving 1.01 as well. I mean we've talked about the significant value there. Apparently you could get Devonte Adams and uh, I don't whatever else you want. <laughs> so but not and, whatever else you want, a what, like, you know, one eleven, one ten, one eleven. Yeah, for for one point oh one. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying I would do it okay. personally. I'm just so, saying that's where the value's at right now. Got it. Got it. yeah. No, totally. But the the point is, so I mean, this is a little bit of a lost season, you know, and not totally since it's you know you can you still get to lean on Breeze and Eli. But if you're looking for a rookie quarterback to perform as a rookie, like if you're hoping to count on them as a starter, you're probably in for a long season, you know? Yeah, totally. And Deshaun Watson and so it kinda, Deshaun Watson's an outlier. 
Let's not, let's not bank yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and even then we don't know exactly how that was going to turn out. He was, he was doing well when he got injured, but you know, if he had stayed healthy, who's to say he might've hit a rookie wall. Um, he might've, you know, defenses might've started to figure him out a little bit. So it's, it's hard to say how that would have turned out. Historically, rookie quarterbacks for, you know, the, in the best case scenario, they're still kind of low end wide receiver or low end quarterback two type of guys for fantasy purposes. It usually takes them, you know, into their second and even their third year before they really, before they really start to get close to their ceiling. So, um, it, it's probably a ways yeah, off. I mean, think of all the guys and, that drafted Winston and Mariota, right? Like, yeah, they were these hot commodities and where are they now? I mean, obviously they're still, you know, top 10 dynasty quarterbacks, but they're nowhere near the production that you're expecting or the value that you're expecting. So I guess that's what I meant by Watson is the outlier. Like it's not common for you to draft a rookie quarterback and them to put up, you know, whatever it was, 17 touchdowns in seven games or whatever, whatever it was, you know? Right. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you could even, you could even do yeah. something like uh, if you're looking at trading the one, one or no, 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 I'm sorry. Backtrack. Mm-hmm. You could, you could trade Fournette and, and the two, one for like a Russell Wilson or something, you know, there's other, there's other moves to make. Yeah. Which to me, anyone would be nuts to give up Russell Wilson for that. But I, I, I believe that they would, I think you're right. So yeah, that's, that's something that I would explore because I, I, I wouldn't want to waste this group of running backs, particularly Barkley. That's what's going to end up happening a lot. And I, I end up, I end up talking about this a lot because it's a pitfall that a lot of people are going to fall into is a rebuilding team is going to draft Barkley and he's going to be awesome for, you know, as a rookie and everybody else on that roster is, you know, it's going to look like a rebuild. You know, it's going to be a bunch of young guys who haven't quite, who haven't hit their stride yet. It's going to be a bunch of, you know, low end wide receiver twos and running back twos and, you know, quarterbacks like Eli Manning. There's nothing elite on that roster other than Saquon Barkley. And at that point, there is no point in having Saquon Barkley right at that moment because he can't he can't win a week by himself. And the problem with running backs is they pop right away and then they kind of slowly fade out. Whereas every other position takes a couple years to pop and then they stay there for, you know, a significant amount of time, particularly quarterbacks. I mean, those guys, once they're there, they're there for like 10 years. So, you know, it's a little bit, Barkley is a little bit lost on a roster like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to keep one Oh one and you're going to take Barkley, you need to rebuild the rest of that team and make sure that it's worth it to have Barkley on there so that he actually gives you the advantage that he, that he should. 
Right. So you trade Kamara for the one four one eight. You take running back at one 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 four and one eight. Shove off Fournette and the two one for Wilson, and you've got <laughs> you got a team. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. So I don't know what the wide receiver position looks like, but hey, there's a good chance it doesn't. Well, you're not going to fix. Yeah, you're not going to fix the wide receiver position year one through the rookie draft. That's not going to happen. No. So, yeah, it it would take some trades, yeah. but I mean, Mike Evans as your wide receiver one, you're you're okay. Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> for agreeing on that one, we still kind of took a while. That's so, how we roll, man. But that's how we always. <laughs> that's how this always goes. All right, next one. This is a standard league, 10-man, 10-team league. Um, Didn't know those still existed, but they definitely do. And uh, two-quarterback league, five-point passing touchdowns. And uh, this one came to our Superflex Trades account from Dewar Dynasty. He always has – he's got a lot of action going on. I love that dude. He's like constantly – it's like it's his job. He just like he constantly has trade offers coming in and going out. So, um, but anyways, he sent that to at Superflex Trades. This one is again ten team league, two quarterback, five point passing touchdowns. Nick Foles two point oh one, three point oh six for one point oh nine and three point oh one. And again, ten team league. Right. So you're saying ten team league. To, to point out the fact that the difference between the 109 and the 201 is two, two picks. Two spots. Right? So, yep. so basically, you're, you're giving up the, the 109 and the 301. You're moving back to the 201 and the 306. So you're moving back two spots and, and five spots. And then you're, you're, you're netting Nick Foles, basically. Yeah. And so for some context here, the Twitter poll has it 62% in favor of the 109 and 301. And that is, that's yeah. just plain stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. you're moving back two spots and five spots and you're getting a quarterback yeah. who granted is not currently a starting quarterback. Well, maybe for a first couple of weeks, we don't really know, but yeah. this guy we, I don't, he, and he, he could, and he be. could be. but that's, yeah, that's he the easily. point. I don't want to, I don't want to go with the argument of, oh, he just won Super Bowl MVP. We all know who Nick Foles is, he, <laughs> you right. know, but to move, to only move back two spots in from 109 to 201 and then five spots from 301 to 306, and then you gain a quarterback in Superflex who could very well be a yeah. starter either next year or the year after, depending on what Philadelphia does with them. Like yeah. Nick Foles, which in, in Nick, Foles, Nick Foles earned okay. himself a starting role somewhere. Yep. I think that's not even yeah. a question. No, there's no way he doesn't yeah. get another shot after winning Super Bowl MVP. That's not going to happen. And I'm not saying he's going to be good, but he's going to be a starting quarterback. And at that point, when he has a job on lockdown and he's a starting quarterback for an NFL team in a super flex league, then you ship him off for something else. But right now, his his value is still depressed because he's still the backup in Philadelphia. But that's silly. Yeah, it's yeah. silly to think that way about it. And. So I mean the the uh, the counter argument is oh it's only twelve team 
or it's only a 10 team league. So how valuable is Nick Foles in Superflex, right? Because there's only, even if every team starts two quarterbacks, you're only starting the top 20 quarterbacks in the league. And I get that, but it's still a, it's still a premium format. Nick Foles still has more value than moving back two spots and moving back five spots. Yeah. And by the way, rookie 31 and rookie 36 to me are basically the same guy. So that third round pick does nothing to me. It would be it would be rookie twenty one and twenty six for the record, but even then, I mean, you're already late yeah. enough to where you're you're grabbing guys yeah. you like at that point, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, also this is a two quarterback league, so quarterbacks are going to go early and often, and you know, some some very similar type wide receivers and running backs are going to get pushed into that range. Right. And too. it's worth so, noting that it's a two QB league and not a super flex league, which I know we treat them the same a lot of the time, but I do feel in, in a 10 yeah. man league, two quarterback versus super flex. I mean, you're absolutely going to have 20 starting quarterbacks. Whereas in a super flex, you might have 20 to 24. You know what I mean? There might be some teams yeah. bad enough at the quarterback position where they're not starting a quarterback week five or week seven. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of leeway there. Um, but two QB, you're yeah. starting 20 QBs every damn week. So I don't even think that really matters. The, yeah. the value stands. I mean, Nick Foles, you're netting Nick Foles for basically moving back two spots from the 109 to the 201. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was kind of my point. That's that's what it boils down to for me is a two spot difference for a guy who also, by the way, you know, to your point, his value is so depressed right now because he's just viewed as a backup. Like you said, the reality is, I mean, he's he's probably he'll end up being a starter week one somewhere just because he's currently on the Eagles roster. Don't forget just what well, just two years ago, it took until the preseason, but the Eagles got a haul for trading away a quarterback in the preseason. And it's because they waited until, you know, not only did somebody need a quarterback, but somebody was desperate for a quarterback. So they got multiple first round picks for Sam Bradford two years ago. They're going to do the same thing with Nick Foles. I think they're going to wait until, you know, Ryan Tannehill happens again or whatever. Somebody gets hurt in the preseason and they're going to they're going to trade Nick Foles to that team and they're going to they're they're going to clean up. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible podcast. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. And if you love drafting your fantasy team, imagine drafting a real professional team. The fan-controlled football league is bringing fantasy sports in Madden franchise mode to a real football field. Fans will scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, call plays, and more. 
The FCFL will feature eight professional teams playing seven-on-seven, fast-paced indoor football in a high-tech production studio built for digital audience. This is the next generation of fantasy football, where fans get rewarded for dominating through the league's proprietary fan token. To learn more about fan tokens and the FCFL, visit fcfl.io. All right, next trades. This came to our Superflex Trades account from at RSWilkie, W-I-L-K-E-Y. This is a Superflex PPR, a contender. Um, Running backs are Ezekiel Elliott, Alex Collins, and Deontay Foreman. You start a minimum of one running back. So that does affect things a little bit. This trade poll is so far off, though. Right now it's 57% to 43%. Tariq Cohen and 2.06 for a late 2019 first. I'm in, I'm interested to see why you think it's so far off, because I would take Cohen and 206. I would too, and that one should be closer to a hundred percent. Okay, with a you know a margin of error for fat fingers, but that one should be the fact that there's forty three percent going to to the 2019 first. Which, by the way, this it's labeled a late 2019 first. Which there's no don't. way to know that. Yeah, <laughs> there's so, but I mean, even if you pretend to know that that for sure is going to be a late 2019 first that should make that even more even more lopsided you know because that 2019 first to me is worth 2.06 just by itself so you're getting Tariq Cohen for free essentially right at this point in time yes I mean I think we get a little bit caught up too caught up in that you know the 19 first equals 18 second because that 19 first will eventually be a first, right? So there's like a little bit more hidden value there. But yeah, I mean, Cohen Cohen should be worth... I mean, where would you take Cohen in this rookie draft? Pro, like, like, uh, I mean, like 110? He's... Uh, in a super flex, I, I could see him falling to the second round. And I would be okay with that. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so to like 202, 204, something in there. Either even then you're getting an 18, 204 and 206 for a 19 first. Yeah. But I so in here's where it holds up though is 2.06 is on the clock. You want to trade up to get it and all you have left are 2019 picks. It's going to take that first to to do it. You know, and and I think that people are going to be willing to make that that trade. So, I mean, there's actually a strategy there to me to start trading away some 2018 picks to get some 2019 picks, because right now you can get those 2019 firsts for the cost of a 2018 second. But I digress. The the point is treat Cohen for free. Yes, please. All right. Next one. This is another one from our buddy Dewar Dynasty at Dewar Dynasty on Twitter. And so this one came to the uh, Superflex Trades account. And it's uh, Devonta Freeman for Kenny Galladay, uh, 2019 first and a 2019 second. And this one was interesting to me. This is a standard 
10 team league, two quarterback. This one was interesting to me because it it's another one is 51% to 49%. So this is super interesting because I would take the other side. The Galladay side? I would I would take Galladay, Galladay the 2019 first and the 2019 second. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Okay. And I, so and we're I on the same know. page again. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I, I've expressed my concerns about Freeman in the past. Yeah. Um, the concussions really, really concern me. Uh, he is a sub-sized back, just if we're talking, you know, historical averages and, and, and that kind of thing. He is, he is small. He's 5'8", like 206 or something. And we forget that because he's been so awesome. I mean, he's been an awesome running back in the NFL. Yeah. But he is subsized. He's had concussion history. He's got Tevin Coleman there. I, I'm not optimistic for Devonta Freeman's, you know, dynasty fantasy football future as far as his value, as far as his value goes. Um, so that being said, I would, I would sell Freeman for a single 2018 first. Yeah, I would. Yep. So yep, I would too. So you're getting Galladay, a 19 first and a 19 second. So even if you don't even like Galladay, the 19 first and the 19 second are pretty darn close for me. And then you add in Galladay and it just puts it over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, well, so it's a standard league, so I do think that you have to have Galladay in there. But I, I think that with Galladay as the wait, center, wait, piece, wait, why, why does that make a difference for you? Just to open the dialogue there. So standard removes the, you know, I keep calling PPR a wide receiver premium. In a standard league, running backs are worth gold. They're worth their weight in gold because you know all of a sudden they're the ones. You know, you you take a bunch of wide receivers out of the pool of, you know, of of being of giving you a a decided advantage on your on your roster, because all of a sudden they have to get a bunch of yards, which, you know, there were what, 11 wide receivers in 2017 who went over a thousand yards and they've got to score a lot of touchdowns just to just to keep pace with the running backs. Like if you look at the the scoring in a standard league, it's running backs and it's quarterbacks at the top, and it takes a long time before you. Other than Antonio Brown, the the wide receivers are way down there. So, so Devonta Freeman still ends up with pretty significant value just based on that, just based on the fact that you just cut one of the legs off of these wide receivers as far as their fantasy scoring goes, but. So, I mean, so you have to have Galladay in there, but you're getting a guy, a wide receiver who has a potential for, you know, is is about as significant value as you can get in a standard scoring league because he's going to be a touchdown guy. He's not going to be a, you know, a PPR machine. He's not going to be Jarvis Landry. He's going to be one of those guys that you throw in the lineup and hope you get a touchdown from him. And more often than not, you will. Whereas, you know, Devonta Freeman is going to be is generally has been more of a yards eater, which is what you're kind of looking for for running backs in that format. But the problem is Freeman's not going to be that anymore. 
So I think that you have to have Galladay in there to make up for the fact that running backs just have a little bit more value in standard scoring. But beyond that, I'm I'm with you. I am trying to get away from Freeman. All right, one last trade, and we just totally poached this one. This was not directed at us at all. We just thought it was interesting, um, mostly just because of the way the vote is going on this one. Um, that's kind of been a theme here tonight. And I I tend to agree with the majority of Twitter on this one, um, but it's uh, 87% to 13%, but I'll set it up and see where you're at on this, Travis. This is a half-point PPR. 12-team super flex. The, he also has Ezekiel Elliott and LaShawn McCoy, and he wants to trade away Kareem Hunt for some draft picks. He would get back 1.05, 2.12, and 3.12. Yeah, so you so the 87% is on the Kareem Hunt side. Yep. And, and I don't blame you, mm-hmm. but I, I did vote for the picks. So let me try to defend myself here. Sure. Um, my main the main reason for going with the picks is that I am I'm lower on Kareem Hunt than I think the consensus is. Yeah. Um I I think that Kareem Hunt, I mean, obviously I'm not trying to take anything away from this guy. He had a fantastic rookie year. I I'm I'm afraid though that it's more a product of uh, him being, you know, the best player available and, you know, being in that Andy Reid offense and where they just, I mean, that, that offense was dynamic this year mm-hmm. We're ha- I mean, we're having a quarterback shift. I mean, I think we're all pretty positive on Mahomes, but we don't know that, ha- you know, how that affects everybody else in the offense yet. We've got Spencer Ware coming back, which. You know, he say what you want about Spencer Ware, but he's an NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed some receiving prowess, and so I don't know that I don't know that Kareem Hunt is going to get the workload that we all want him to. And I think that's my main concern is, you know, he's kind of he's he's not an elite player. That's I guess where where my he's he's being viewed right now as an elite player, and I just don't think that he is. I think he's a very, very good player in a very good situation. But, you know, we see that time and time again, like you talk about all the time, you know, these guys lose workloads, they lose jobs, they, you know, I mean, it's it's a volatile position. And he's not one of the few elite that I would classify as, uh, you know, bulletproof, I guess, right? Like sure. he's not, he's not in that category for me. So that's kind of where I'm at with this trade. So you're getting the 105, which is obviously the main asset on that other side. You've got the 212 and 312. The 312 is basically like, ugh, you know. Yeah, that's when um, you're taking DST. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> I, we don't. We shouldn't uh, gloss over this. You're taking <laughs> DSTs in the uh, in the third third round of your rookie drafts. Uh, probably not. But I mean, we're getting close. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, it's it's take the take a sleeper defense like the Cleveland Browns or oh my gosh, dude. They, no, they are a 
awesome sleeper, by the way, for those. I'll, ta- I'll, take, a defense, I'll pick up a defense on the waiver wire or off the yeah. waiver wire the day before week one kicks off. Don't give me that. That's nonsense. You have to drop one of your rookies to do it. Yeah, but that, 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 at that point, we at least get to see preseason, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have an, I'll have a good idea if I get, if I can drop Elijah hood at that point. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah it's, so, a, it's, it's a slight exaggeration. Definitely. <laughs> it was meant to illustrate the point that I don't care about 3.12. 3.12 is not, not really a factor. The 105 is though. And I know I'm higher on, on these rookie picks than you are, John, and that's okay. The, the 105 isn't my favorite spot, but in a super flex, I see 105 and I immediately think Baker Mayfield. So that plays into it a little bit for me. If that's an area of need for your team, the 105, like pretty much every time I see that pick, I think that's Baker Mayfield territory. Um, hmm. so so that kind of factors in, you know, um, in Superflex. But even if you're going to take a running back, you're going to get the fourth fourth best running back in a in a deep running back class. Who I mean, at that point we could be talking a guy with the same draft capital as Kareem Hunt, the second, third round. Like Kareem Hunt was a third round pick. I mean, at the at the 105, the fourth running back off the board, you're probably still getting a guy that was drafted in the second round, which doesn't, I know that doesn't mean everything, but that means he's going to get an opportunity. And that that's a lot. I mean, just a guy getting an opportunity to, produce especially at the running back position is often enough for him to produce and so i don't know i mean i think with that even if you're going to go running back i still take it but i like the option of in a super flex you could get a baker mayfield here and then plus a couple flyers later on and you also get out of what i think is the inevitable drop off of value from kareem hunt yeah you, uh, man, you you may have convinced me at least what? somewhat. <laughs> at least somewhat. The, the idea of getting Baker, you know, Baker Mayfield, trading in a running back who, you know, even though I, I – so let me preface this by saying I still believe in Kareem Hunt for 2018. I think that the way that you bridge the gap you know, from an old offensive coordinator to a new offensive coordinator, from an old quarterback to a new quarterback. The way you bridge that gap is you lean on the running back position. And I think that means a massive workload for Kareem Hunt. Um, This is still an offense that, you know, they still have a credible passing game. To me, it's actually more credible with Pat Mahomes than with Alex Smith. But... You know, it's it's still going to run through Kareem Hunt. I truly believe that. But as far as long term, I think I might be with you here. You know, part of the problem was I look at two twelve and three twelve, and that's meant to be a sweetener. And I'm just like, ah, take those out. Give me a flyer type running back. You know, I'd rather I'd rather get a guy who you know has a chance to to compete for some touches. And possibly even a job than, you know, just a couple uh, a couple rookies that are, you know, 
a coin a coin flip at best to actually pay off. So I look at those and I feel like that's kind of a trash dump a little bit. Well, let me um, throw particularly three twelve real quick. You could you could package the two twelve and the three twelve, and maybe mm-hmm. even get to like the two oh six. And at which yeah. point, at which point you could get. I mean, we don't really know yet. We're so early in the process. We don't know, you know, what these what the ADP is going to be like. But you could potentially yeah. get a, a carry on Johnson or a Royce Freeman or a John Kelly at the two hundred six, which are all yeah. you know those are three backs that we really like or that I really like. And yep. So I mean, you could you could I mean it just I, I guess it gives you more ammo is what I'm saying. You don't necessarily have to pick at the two twelve and three twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my problem is I don't I don't like assuming that I'm going to be able to flip anything for anything. So, you know, I I, when I make a trade like this, when I'm getting picks, I have to first make peace with the idea of actually making that pick because I don't know for sure that I'm going to be able to move it. I don't know for sure what I'm going to get in return and whether or not it's going to be fair value. So, I mean, you, you kind of have to plan for the worst case scenario, which is 312 is now yours. And that's going to take up one of your roster spots. Hey, you so, know who's going to be available at 312? Who's that? Maybe. Kyle Valletta? Chris Warren. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we did our jobs, he will not be available at 312. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so no, take, take Chris Warren at 212, not 312. All right. But anyways, I, I think that you might've convinced me just on the idea of Baker Mayfield straight up for Kareem Hunt. My only problem with it is I think that Kareem Hunt is probably worth more than, than this particular package but and again that kind of comes back to kind of the consensus value not my own personal value not my own personal value and obviously not your personal value but kind of the consensus is that hunt is border is probably worth two first round picks but i do love the probably but he he's so he's Let's go back to that ADP we were talking about earlier. Yeah. He he's one spot behind Alvin Kamara right now. Yeah. So I mean he's he's absolutely valuable. So you're right. He's a first round startup pick at this point. He's absolutely worth two you know first round rookie picks. Or possibly straight up. I mean, what pick would you value him at straight up? Just Kareem Hunt versus 2018 rookie pick. I would say personally uh-huh. 103 yeah i was i was going to say 102 103 um i i lean towards 102 i could be convinced on 103 i lean towards 103 and yeah. that's so you're getting the 105 plus i mean that's that's yeah. kind of where it's 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 way more even than 87% 13% yeah and if i even remotely got you to switch from the 87% side to the 13% <laughs> side. I think I've succeeded. Uh, <laughs> You're out. You're out of here. Mic drop. <laughs> <All Boom. day. laughs> John is something. Nothing else matters. No caveats. Yeah. I, I, to me, I think I'm with you that straight up, I would prefer Baker Mayfield. I think that hunt is worth more than one Oh five, but I think I would rather have 
Baker Mayfield, depending on landing spot. That's the other problem here. You know, trading for rookie picks before the NFL draft is, I mean, you can get them a little bit cheaper generally, but in this case. That's the thing, man. You got to call your shot. Yeah. Like you're not, like that's, that's the, if you wait till after the NFL draft to try to rate trade for rookie picks. Yeah. They're significantly more, more expensive. Well, again, I mean, you have to make peace with, with making the pick, not knowing for sure that it's going to, that it's going to be Baker Mayfield. There's a chance that Baker Mayfield lands in the perfect situation. You know, somebody trades up to get him and he goes, you know, he goes at 1.02, 1.03. All of a sudden he becomes the top quarterback in this rookie class and you're not getting him at 1.05. And instead you're settling for, you know, Sam Darnold on the Jets or something like that. So it, that's that's the that's part of the problem for me is that you you can't assign a player to that pick just yet. But assuming Baker Mayfield is there, as of right now, that's yeah. I mean, that's yeah. prime Baker Mayfield territory right now. Yeah, even at, even post combine, I mean, that's one hundred five is that that's where he's at. Right, and you could even argue that that's early, depending on how you feel about how you feel about Darnold and, and Rosen, but yep. Yeah. Yeah. If I, so if I'm trying to get Baker Mayfield, I'm trying to get to that one Oh five, like that, that's been kind of that, you know, I've, I've traded for the one Oh five for that specific reason. So I hope you're wrong. <laughs> all right. We solved all, all of, uh, all the world's problems. We've, we uh, figured out all your trades for you and uh, contradicted Twitter um, as many times as I'm comfortable with in one night uh, without uh, without hearing about it <laughs> all over Twitter. So we're going to wrap it up for this week. Again, send all your trades to at Superflex Trades, at Superflex Pod, and to each one of us at Travis NFL, at DFF Dynasty Dude, at DFF underscore the brain. Send, send those trades so that we can retweet them. We can uh, get more people engaged, more people involved. We can get you more advice, um, get some more thoughts, and we can even from time to time tackle them here on the podcast. We love doing it. We're not totally sure how fun it is to listen to, but uh, even if it's self-indulgent of us, we're still going to do it from time to time. So if you want that bad boy on the on the podcast here, send it over to us. You can also uh, follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty and follow the Dynasty Football Network and this great stable of podcasts at DF underscore Network. And besides the Super Flexible Podcast, you can follow and listen to, and you should follow and listen to the Fantasy Football Fellas talking about redraft, the Dynasty War Zone talking about uh, they're doing mock drafts right now. They're getting ready for free agency. They're getting ready for rookie drafts, the IDP edge crushers, those individual defensive players and all their values. And uh, also getting ready for the rookie draft and some potential free agent landing spots for some defensive players as well. The Debbie watch podcast they're just about done with this 2018 rookie class. The Debbie Watch itself is coming out soon, and that's going to go hand-in-hand hand with the podcast. Um, so definitely pre-order the Debbie Watch 
and then uh, follow along with the podcast. And as they wrap up their coverage of the 2018 rookie draft and start moving on, looking ahead to the 2019, that great group of wide receivers coming out. The Capology 101 podcast with free agency coming up in just a matter of days, uh, this coming Wednesday, in fact, they have been talking about the uh, the finances of NFL teams, the contract situations of the various players. They're, they're predicting, and often correctly, <laughs> when players are going to be dropped, um, which players are going to get their contracts restructured, who's going to get franchise tags, and uh, who's going to hit the market, and where will they land. And those guys have been going division by division, and now their time to shine is coming in just a matter of days. And finally, the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, doing essentially what we just did, talking about trade values. Um, they uh, they don't focus necessarily just on alt-scoring settings the way we do. They do alt-scoring settings as well, but they'll take any trade that you've got, and they'll retweet it for you, and then they'll bring it on the podcast and analyze it for you. So definitely give them a listen for player values and trade values. And do us a favor and rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. It helps us to improve the content by expanding our reach, getting out to more people, involving more people in the conversation, and touching on more topics that are useful to you, the listener. Finally, thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction. Thank you to our great sponsors, gtbets.eu and fcfl.io. And thank you again to all of you for listening. Next week, James is back. Next week, we talk free agency. We talk more rookies and everything else going on in this never-ending NFL season. Until then, bye.